successful areas as Joanna Shimonides and Stephen Lang on Fubar Radio. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Access All Areas with myself, Joanna Shimonides and... Me, Stephen Lang. Well done, you did an intro. <laughs> before right i just always try and put on you just for fun i'm like yes i won <laughs> yes uh, welcome to access all areas we have another barnstorming show lined up this evening uh yes we do. it's been a busy uh, been a busy week for you joanna probably not Oh, I'm, I mean, I was sitting here before I started, Stephen. I was like, Do you know what? Have what have I done this week? Have I have I been busy? Have I done anything different? No, I am I am bored now. But yeah, I'm just bored. I'm really bored. But work has really picked up. I actually thought, okay, by the end of lockdown, come on, like work, the work is work going to come in? I don't know. But it has been just picking up. So that's, that's the great. best thing about it all. But aside from that, in terms of me being proactive and stuff, absolutely not. Productive, proactive, <laughs> not, same thing. Same thing, same thing. <laughs> same um, but, thing. But as, as I've been noticing in recent weeks, your workout game, right up there. Yes, I've stuck to it. I had to cancel one of them because I literally just thought, I was like, I just can't be bothered today. You know, that's fine. That's fine. not today. All right, I'm just not in the mood. But but I have upped my game with it. I've been like sticking to it. The social, my, my social, my um, um, PT, she's amazing. And literally she's just been like, she does not let you off easy. She is like, keep going, you're doing it. And I was like, I literally can't move. And she went, I don't care. She went, keep going. And I think I need someone to be like that. Otherwise I genuinely won't see any results. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's going to take a while. Well, like we've like I've tried to say to you before, <laughs> Kim Kardashian's bum is more than just exercise. I'm just saying. But but you are absolutely right. Like, um, my problem is at the moment, I'm just really, really struggling with a lack of motivation. Yes. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, motivation is something you can't really force. Like, yes. you're either motivated to do it or you're not. And do you know what I tried to do? You know when we had Mr. Motivator on and he was oh, like, yeah. you know, wake up in the morning and, and suddenly like just say to yourself, you know, I'm in a good mood, You're, you decide your moods. I woke up this morning and I went, I'm going to be happy. No, it didn't work. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, come on, Joe, come on, Joe, come on, Joe. Like, be in a good mood. Like, I can't wait for today to start. No. I literally woke up and I was like, yep, another day of doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit much, isn't it? But apparently I've actually just seen uh, the government press briefing that they actually... Uh, doing uh, now is that they were saying that um, it's the shops some shops are now going to be properly open from Monday so like so like more like clothes shops and things like that as long as they're prepared to have some social distancing measures but would you be prepared to stand outside and queue to get in absolutely not online is all for I'm, I'm all for online I'll just sit online in my own home with a cup of tea feet up and you just look for your clothes I'm not going to queue up and risk my life just for the sake of getting a getting a t-shirt saying hi. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I know what you mean, Bose. I know what you mean. I think um, I think I'm kind of personally. I'm not even much of a shopper, but having the option to go somewhere else that isn't like my flat, yeah. someone's garden, or the fucking park. I am bored <laughs> of the park. I am bored of the park or Tesco and Sainsbury's. Um, <laughs> Like, because basically this year is cancelled, isn't it? So we just have to make the most of the situation that we can. And Literally, like, and just like use and abuse going to the shops and stuff. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, I that's agree. exactly it. That's exactly it. So um, I'm hopeful that maybe I'll get to do some more things yes. with my life. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But I tell you what, 
put me in a good mood the last few days, the fact that McDonald's and Starbucks is open. <laughs> and when I tell you, Stephen, I've had three McDonald's already. I've Joanna. had two days of Starbucks. Yeah, I've had two days of Starbucks, right? And I can't stop, because even today I was like, mm, a bit hungry, should I go to McDonald's? And I was like, no. Joe, stop it. So I went to Starbucks instead. <laughs> it's probably about the same <laughs> calories, to be honest, babe. Um, you, um, but you're never going to be able to keep up your amazing new body if you're eating three McDonald's a week. Stephen, you just go to the loo. That's it. It's out. It's out of you. <laughs> Joe, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Honestly, Otherwise, I would be as thin as a rake, and I am not. So. Well, my, my metabolism is so fast. Honestly, anything I put in my mouth, I feel like it just disappears within an hour. It's gone. In the nicest <laughs> way possible, it's gone. Sounds lovely, Johnny. Yeah, beautiful. What a uh, I did say that when lockdown like, eases off a little bit, what was the first thing I was going to do? Go Starbucks. And I stuck to my words, and I did it. And I'm very proud. Well, you, as, babe, as long as you enjoyed it. That's the whole thing. Like, like exactly like finding the motivation to work out and all that stuff. If you want to do it, you just do it. Like, yes. that's the thing. So, exactly. And have you, again, yeah, not exactly. <laughs> Don't take the piss or anything. Just keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> have you met up any more friends? How have you been? I did see, it was my friend's birthday last weekend. So I went to go see her. We sat in the park, but it rained. So that was uh, the end of that fun. Um, yeah, I've been back, been back working as normal. I'm giving some consideration to whether or not I should go visit my family at some point soon. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen my mum since Christmas, um, or my or my grandparents. Um, I've seen my my sister and the, my nephews came in February. And we went to a, a press screening of this new film, which was really lovely. Um, but since then, obviously, it's all kind of fired up. So I couldn't I couldn't go initially. Now now you're not really you're not really supposed to. But I was thinking if if I went for the day, I stayed distant. I went in the gardens. I didn't stay overnight. But yeah. the thing is, is that getting around for me, so I'd have to get the train down to where I'm from near Portsmouth. Then I'd have to basically walk between my sister's house, my grandma's house, my mum's house, which is about an hour in between each one. Oh, gosh. So it's like, by the time I have to get up super early on a weekend, like, do you know what I mean? Get down there for like nine so that I would have enough time to get around everyone and see them because you don't really want to get on a bus. And, exactly. So debating whether or not it's worth it you know I'm still in touch with everyone and we're talking on the phone and that but it's just not quite the same my nephew's grown up so quick I don't want to miss anything so yeah they, they, now we're not seeing them they're growing up so quickly it's actually scary but I feel like you're allowed to mingle with up to six people obviously at a social distance so if you ever get mm. the urge to do it just do it I mean I saw Katie the other day and we just like wherever I walk in the park and we oh, yeah, saw yeah yeah, we stayed apart and stuff, and it was it was such a nice walk. I felt like I felt like I was my, myself again. I think we, I think a lot of people are losing themselves in this. I think we're all like a bit like, how do you even socially interact anymore? I mean, yeah. I went into Starbucks and I walked in. I thought not a chance. And my hair was like my hair extensions are out. My hair was in a low bun. I had no makeup on. I thought not a chance. Anyone's going to recognise me. Time's gone. Okay, been in lockdown for ages. Everyone's forgotten. Walk in, some goes, oh my god, are you Joanna? And then they mate went, that's not Joanna. I was like. Either a good or a bad thing. <laughs> she's far too ugly to be Joanna. What are you talking about? <laughs> she doesn't have no hair. Joanna's got plenty of hair. What did you say? Did we go, actually, yes, I am. Yes, I, I was am. like, um, and then she went, yeah, it is Joanna. I was like, yeah, I said it is. I said, I'm looking a bit rough today. I said, but it's quarantine and all that. You're allowed to look rough. <laughs> and then they were just like, oh, it's so 
okay and we're just all talking and stuff but I mean I don't know if that was offensive or not but I'm just forgetting who I who, who am I Stephen who are you well, who, am who, I? who are we all yeah who, who gives a fuck who we are I mean who, who cares <laughs> honestly that's the point but hopefully we care about the people we've got on the show today see yes! what I did there see what I did there <laughs> I love how you brought it all in I love that that was great Nick so um we have uh Darren Kennedy who is from new BBC series You Are What You Wear with Ryan, uh, Rylan Cartneal um, yeah. and also my friend Joey Devon who um, is one of the stylist people on the show. Um, then we have Rian Sugden um, on to talk about her new fake tan range and also she's on a new Channel 4 show about uh, being a page three girl. Um, yes. working in that industry which obviously is a, is a redundant industry anymore Patreon girl doesn't exist so it's um is it different not? time no no the sun got rid of it maybe oh, wow. two years ago so there is no such thing as a page three girl anymore um, that's mad. i didn't even know that so you learn yeah, something yeah, new yeah. every day yeah the, i think the daily star still do something similar but i'm not sure if it's every day so yeah oh, wow. and then we also have on uh, my namesake say jamie you know you actually pronounced it leng like my name like my name but everyone oh is jamie it Lang. yeah I want to talk to him about that. Where is it from? Whereabouts is it actually originated Scotland. From? Scotland. So you've got Scottish in you then? Yeah. Wow. Do your best Scottish accent quickly. Go on. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Don't put me on the spot. It's like when someone asks you to sing, isn't it? It's like, no, I don't want to sing. Like, oh, how does that song go? No, I'm not singing it. No. I'm full swing. And I... Do you know what I mean? Like a bit Whitney Houston going on. Just going full swing. Well, I wasn't really getting Whitney from you, though. I was getting more um, Britney. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Less Whitney, more Britney. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we have Jamie Lang, Lang, Lang Lang on to talk about um, the latest podcast that he's doing with Spencer. Um, and you've yes. seen some of, some of the clips, haven't you? Yeah, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely hilarious. I don't know if it's actually um, all out now, but I just see a little, like, sort of a sneak peek of um, one of the episodes, like the first one, I think it was. And, um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's funny. So I'm actually excited to see how, or how it, he talks about it, but also to see them as well. So... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, sometimes first ones can be really good and then it just dies down a little bit over the next few. So hopefully they keep it's up, true. which I'm sure it will. Uh, he, well, he's amazing, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's, Jamie's very funny. So, um, yeah, be interesting to hear from him. And also whether or not, because it wouldn't be us if we don't talk about Strictly on every bloody show. Um, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so um, we can also ask him whether or not he's going to be doing Strictly this year because he had to bow out last year um, at the last minute because he injured himself. So, Foot injury, yeah. yeah. God, imagine that. I mean, you'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Because Strictly is such a big platform. You'd just be like, no, no, don't want this. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get called back anyway. I'm sure. You can't, you can't not have him on. I think so. I think so too. And I, and I reckon he'd be in with a good chance, you know, because he's, he's a good character and people like him when they see him yeah. on screen. So, exactly. so yeah, exciting time. And also, we've got some showbiz Love Island news. Oh, yeah. So um, Demi and Luke have split up and so have Ched. Ched or chat is Ched, isn't it? Ched, Ched yeah. and Jess, yeah. So Ched, uh, Ched and Jess have split up as well. Um, Are you surprised by any of them? Do you know what? I feel bad in the sense that you know they come out of Love Island. They haven't really had much time to actually be with each other. We've gone into yeah. lockdown. What a month? <laughs> maybe three weeks after. It's like not knowing each other again. Do you know what I mean? It's like being in a very long distance relationship. And when you've mm-hmm. gone from like suddenly being with each other like every day of the week. In, in Love Island to then coming out, spending that time together and then suddenly going to complete lockdown. It doesn't surprise me in that sense because, 
you know, you're not seeing each other and you don't know yeah. each other enough to say, okay, do I trust them? Do I not trust them? We're not seeing each other. Like, do you miss them? Do you not? So it, it because of lockdown, no, I'm not surprised. But if it wasn't of lo- because of lockdown, I would be surprised. Well, I mean, I would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think that's it. I think we may have talked about it before, actually, like that this whole situation is going to kind of make or break many couples because first of all, if you don't live together, and you've been sticking to the rules, which isn't necessarily always the case. Um, yes. You know, you, you won't have seen your partner for a long time. And then if you are spending all your time with your partner, that can also be a bit much because you're not, we're just not used to being together as creatures 24 seven. We go to work, we go to the shops, you know, we go see our friends by yes. ourselves. And if you can't do any of that, does that kind of bring up some, some issues, you know? Well, do you know what my resolution conclusion is, Stephen? What? what? Just stay single. Yeah, babes, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Honestly, the amount of stories I'm hearing in lockdown, I just think, oh, praise the Lord, I'm single. I'm so glad because I just can't... Like, my mate's telling me a story about going down her boyfriend's phone and seeing stuff he said to his friends, and I'm like, do you know what? Keep me out. I'm out. I'm all out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm all out. <laughs> Drop me and out. I'm, literally. And obviously, we've got more love violent news with the whole Molly May and Tommy's dog, um, unfortunately, did pass away, the little puppy. Oh, yeah, so they um, only had it for a few days, right? And then she, she kind of got quite badly trolled for the whole thing, didn't she? I feel for her, okay? I am like, you know, it's not her fault. You know, it's a common thing to actually get dogs from Russia, especially that breed. I can't what was the breed? I think it was... Um, I don't know. It looked very cute, like a little Pomeranian yeah, kind of thing. That, yeah, so that breed, yes, yeah, Pomeranian. So that breed um, actually comes from Russia so they breed them over there and stuff so it's not an un it's not an unnormal thing sort of thing to do that anyway but mm. my issue is the petition picture is Molly May's dog okay they're stopping the breeding of um or sort of like the farming of dogs and stuff like that but the petition picture is Molly May's dog that is what I don't agree with the fact that it's a bit insensitive the fact that their dog has just passed away and then you're using that picture to and a lot of influencers are doing it as well they're putting the picture up on on Instagram going like, okay, let's everyone sign this. But imagine how Molly Mayfield, when it, that's her dog, that's her puppy on there. Yeah, true. I guess she probably doesn't have, yeah, you're definitely not expecting that, are you, when, um, when something tragic happens to you. But this is one of the, I guess, one of the problems of becoming really famous from a TV show is that people yeah. think they can kind of treat you however they want, you know, and, and um, sometimes that can be quite, uh, that can be quite painful, especially if, uh, it's something you don't want to be publicised, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I think if they just got like a general general picture of a Pomeranian from Google and put that on there, that would have been a little bit more sensitive to the situation. But then mm. putting the actual picture of Mr Chai, I absolutely love that name as well, Mr Chai. You know, <laughs> I was just a bit like, oh God, I can imagine how she feels, bless her. So, oh, it's a yeah. sticky one, isn't it? But it then is. when you're in the public high, in, we don't really have to say over much. No, you don't. And that's kind of the problem. And yeah, people won't be thinking of her like a normal person, which is, exactly. which is difficult. But yeah, that's the way it is. Um, I believe we have our first guest ready in the waiting in the waiting room, Darren Kennedy. Hey. Oh, exciting. Hello. Hello. Hi. Amazing house you've got there. Oh, thanks. My plants. My plants. Yeah, I love, love it. Plants. I love uh, this. Oh, <laughs> Lovely I've fan, got, Joanna. I've called him Derek, my, my, oh. uh, my plant, yes. You've got to name I mean, them. I can see why he's a Derek, all right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you, him. Darren? I'm really good. I'm just back from having an eye test because I had a green fly stuck in my eye for the past 24 hours. But no. he's gone. Woo, so it's a success. <laughs> so, so are opticians open? 
Yeah, Specsavers are open. Yeah, like it's uh -huh. appointment only. And you, so I made an appointment. So basically I was walking along the beach, enjoying the gorgeous sunshine, when this like little bugger like went straight into my eye and I was like, oh, and like he proper got me. Then I, I thought he was gone. And then I went about my business and I woke up yesterday morning. I'm like, there's something in the corner of my eye and it was the fly completely wedged. Like I did almost- Oh my God, that is horrible. And then, I, but it wasn't like, it wasn't causing me any pain or any discomfort. I just didn't like the fact that I had in like- in No, uh, completely you know, understandable, yeah. Living off my eye. And uh, I woke up this morning and it was gone, but I wasn't sure if it had like rolled to the back of my head and I started getting all paranoid. And, but I'm fine. You're fine. There was no I'm flies fine. in your eyes. Well, that's good no. to know. No flies on me. <laughs> good one. Very good. Good. Uh, Darren, you are you are taking part or starring in? No, I don't really know what the term is. Uh, in a new BBC series, aren't you? Yes, I am. Please tell us about. It. You actually work. I was actually saying earlier on. You're actually working with a friend of mine, Jerry. Oh yeah, it's yeah, already yeah. been recorded. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. So have you spoken to Joey? Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you are what you wear. Is yeah, it's a brand new fashion uh, makeover show on BBC One. It's quite interesting because it's the first time that. BBC have had fashion in 15 years. The last wow. time fashion wow. was on, like, BBC One was 2005. Was it, like, so Trini and Susanna times? Yeah. Like, back then, yeah. Exactly. And obviously, you know, everything, we, you know, fashion has moved on, our approach to fashion has moved on. And I think this show is all about positive, uplifting vibes. So it's not about calling out what's not good about you. It's about emphasizing, you know, the best parts of you and bringing out the best of you. And I guess in many respects, it's kind of like, uh, you know, body positivity and it's feeling good from the outside in. And that really is it in a nutshell. So um, each week we have a series of clients who come into us and they get a kind of the once over with Rylan in a mirror room. And that can be really emotional. And mm -hmm. yeah. it can be, you know, because when someone puts themselves forward for a makeover and like this person tells you that they haven't shopped for clothes in 10 years or they've avoided their appearance for 15 years or, mm -hmm. and it all started with, a divorce or God knows what, you know, they're incredibly vulnerable. And uh, I guess, you know, we, we, I'd be very sensitive to that. And across the show, we're all very sensitive to that. And um, like, I was exhausted because it was a total emotional roller coaster in the mm. most beautiful way though. And I think like the energy of the show is very uplifting, but I will say have a box of Kleenex at the ready because you will shed a tear, oh. not multiple oh, wow. tears. Well, that's, like, that's, sorry, go on. No, it's just like at the end of each filming day, I was like exhausted from the emotional, the emotional energy that I'd expended uh, yeah, in the most gorgeous way. Oh, and so what is your role on the show then? So I'm part of the style team. So basically, uh, Rylan's the host and then we're, we're a style squad of five stylists. We're all very, very different. Um, there's myself and Joey and then there's three other ladies, Nana, Lucy and Kat. And we're all, I guess very distinct in our own tastes in our own styles but we're like we're all excellent at what we do um and we watch from behind the scenes and we're listening to each client's story and then between us we'll decide this person's absolutely for me they don't realize we're watching so it's almost like a goggle box element one of us whoever's styling that person will step out uh, from behind the mirror and uh whisk that person off on their styling experience. And then, you know, each person always brings a trusted confidant or partner, family member with them. And then at the end of this whole experience, we essentially reveal the, the made over person. Ah, so, okay. so to give you an example, in episode one, uh, one of my clients is a guy called Chris. And Chris is like mid thirties, 
I think he's uh, from Yorkshire, six foot five, a big guy. And he only has black in his wardrobe. And this summer he was supposed to be getting married to his partner. Uh, his partner's name escapes me, but the two of them have been together a couple of years and they're so in love and they're a gay couple and he really wants to just dress and look well for his partner on their big day and like break away from the black. But, and what was lovely about Chris was he was really open and honest about his body confidence issues. Mm-hmm. So like we don't yeah. often hear men, especially in mainstream saying, oh, I wear black because I'm trying to cover my lumpy bits. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's kind of true. like, where, you know, everyone has some sort of hang up. And so it was, so I was like, okay, Chris, well, what's really interesting about this is you are focusing in on the parts that you obviously aren't happy with, but I'm looking at you and I'm going, oh my God, you're six foot five, half the country are going to want to climb you, um, <laughs> you gorgeous blue eyes, you know, like, so focusing in on the assets and looking at, okay, listen, these are the cards we've been dealt right now. Let's make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a really, really positive good. way to think of it. And I think actually someone like Rylan is a really good fate, like good person to have in that because people really warm to him, don't they? And he's quite Absolutely. an easy person to... Yeah. You know, and I have to say, for me, it's kind of like my outlook on life. Like people say, you know, sometimes, are you a glass half full or a glass half empty? I'm like, I'm just happy to have a glass. <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a good one. Really, honestly. I think it's really good as well that you all sort of choose to take on someone that you think is like appropriate for yourself as well. Because I think if I was ever chosen to do something like that, I've got my own style, but someone might come in and I'd be like, I don't know how to style them up. They might have a completely different style. So, because when there's a lot of other TV shows that have done this before as well, you know, they kind of shame them for the way they are. But actually, let's look at the positive of your style and say, how can we actually make you more comfortable in the way, you know, how you dress yourself and stuff. So I really like the aspect of it. And you've hit the nail on the head there. And that's what it's about. It's about, you know, not forcing anyone to do anything. And, you know, when you work as a stylist, a huge part of the job is trust. And I'll always say to a client at the beginning of it, it's like, I'm not here to force you into doing anything that you don't feel comfortable in. You know, the end result of this whole process is you walking out of here with a big smile on your face and feeling good and confident in what you're wearing. And it's, um, you know, and I think that's really important. And also listening and listening to the person and being able to empathize empathize with them. Mm. Because, um, you know, even though I may not have gone through the exact same experience, but, you know, it's being able to put yourself in that person's shoes. And uh, and that's what makes it, I guess. That's why we all get so invested. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so proud of it, actually. Before lockdown, we had a viewing and we got to see the first two episodes. And... You know, because I've made lots of TV shows in the past and I know what's involved. And even though I know we were working with a great team and everyone's got the best interests, until you see the final product, you're always still a bit like, eh. uh, but it's, I'm so happy with it. And I'm still nervous though about the first show going out. But it'll, Yeah, of course. When is that? When is that? The first show goes out on Thursday at 8 p.m. on BBC okay. One. Yeah, right. it's coming Thursday. I'm excited to watch this. I think it's going to be a really good eye-opener as well. It's just a positive way to, you know, change someone's life. And I think I'm, I'm really excited. Oh, me too. And, you know, it's not all about driving trends either. It's about actually creating a functioning capsule wardrobe and giving someone the, the foundations that they can build on as they yeah. move forward. And, you know, I think all of us, uh, all the, everyone on the Style Squad, we're very much about that. It's like when we're not, we're being driven by longevity and also making our wardrobes work for us. Because I mm-hmm. feel that so many people, they work for their wardrobe. And like, I'm kind of like, you know what? Life is busy enough. Getting dressed <laughs> should be the easy part. Yeah, no, I think that's the hardest. <laughs> well, especially at the moment, I think actually 
funnily enough, lockdown style has probably become a bit of a thing. Do, have you noticed, you know, people are way more into their casual wear, like, than they've ever been before? Have oh, you, hugely. You, is that, do you think that will change the way that people perceive fashion for long term, or do you think it's just for now? Um, I think for now, it's just kind of functional. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, fashion is so integrated with how we live our lives, and I think how we live our lives is going to change for the long term. Mm. Um, so that will have an impact on fashion. I think how we shop for clothes, um, yes. how the fashion industry uh, produces trends. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, fashion has been broken for a long time. Mm -hmm. We've been living in a world which was forcing designers to, you know, always, always be creating newness and, you know, producing five or six or seven seasons a year, which was just untenable especially for the small, you know, the small brands who don't have massive budgets, who have small teams. Yeah. It's just putting this enormous pressure on them. And then obviously then there's the sustainability of it. There's the, you know, the production and that whole. So I think the pandemic has offered um, an opportunity, an opportunity yeah. like to fix, to fix what's broken about fashion, which is quite interesting, you know, and already, you know, we're not going to have, like London Fashion Week is not going to happen in the same way it did before. It's going to be virtual. A lot of the big fashion houses like Gucci have said they're breaking away from the strict seasons of, you know, summer, spring, summer, autumn, winter, resort, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have more fluid times where they'll um, release collections that are trans-seasonal, which is how our lives are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd, love, I'd love to be able to say, oh my God, resort is such a big season for me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Darren? You know, exactly, exactly. So it's kind of like, I, that, I, I think it's good. Exactly, like what I'm wearing now is technically a winter shirt and it's July. So, you know, like... It's, it's a short sleeve. Surely it's that's not. That's it's not, I've rolled it up. I've rolled it, it up. Is it a flannel? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So that's quite a heavy, thick wool. But in, my flat is weirdly quite cold today. So you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, we practically many people are not living their lives by what is dictated in the shops anyway. You so. never let anyone tell you you can't wear that shirt in summer. I certainly you won't. Love that. Don't, don't worry that. about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Darren, thanks so much for speaking to us. Really appreciate it. And Thank um, you. We, we will be tuning in Thursday at 8. For sure. Thursday night on BBC One. Yeah, listen, thank you so much. An absolute pleasure. Really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you so much. Lovely talking to you guys. Take thank care. You. Bye. 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 Well, I can't wait to watch personally. I think it's going to be a great time. I think it'll be amazing, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's actually going to be uh, really worth a watch. I'm, I'm, I'll be watching anyway because my pal is in it. Um, yes. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see. Because I wouldn't say, because mine and Joey's style probably a little bit different. So it'd be interesting to see what the kind of thing that he puts and then what Darren would put forward and blah, blah, blah. I so. mean, we might take advice from this and change up our style. You never know. You can, there's always room for improvement, guys. Well, I haven't, I haven't been shopping. I haven't shopped for a single thing since I've been in, in lockdown. Not one new I item have. of clothing. It's, yeah. oh, it's very nice, babe. It's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, I believe we have our second guest, Rian Sugden, ready to come in. Hello? Hi, can you hear me? It's Rian Sugden. Hello, how are you? Good, good. I'm all good, thanks. You are looking gorgeous, which is really annoying for lockdown reasons. You know, And your lighting is really good as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've literally got dressed and put makeup on in a long time, so... Oh, really? On this occasion, the rest of the time, I've literally been living in tracksuit bottoms, washed my hair for the first time in weeks, so... Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate you putting in the effort. <laughs> this, is, 
This is the best thing about lockdown. Just let your hair get greasy. No one will know. But obviously, you've been uploading pictures to Instagram. Are they just like ones that you've had before? Because I mean, if yeah. there was no makeup on, you look stunning. I stockpile images. So <laughs> I need to learn from you on that one. But how have you been finding lockdown so far? Um, well, it's been a roller coaster, but I'm actually really adjusting to it now. Um, I'm quite enjoying myself. I mean, what's not to like about it? I'm away from people for a start. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm finding it all right at the minute. I, there's certain things I miss. I miss eating out and I miss seeing like certain friends and family. But apart from that, it's just, I'm a lot more chilled out in lockdown because no road rage. I'm, I'm not. Um, too bothered about the queuing system at Tesco either because I mean it's, it's well when you get in yeah 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 I mean that's the thing it's like it's all quite quick and smooth once yeah. you're in now isn't it yeah and a road rage as well it's brilliant there's no cars on the road it's oh, fab I love it it's great I wish it could be like this all the time to be honest we should, all should have designated times to go out the house so it's <laughs> yeah it's true I, have, I, I mean I definitely think there's going to be a part of this when it's all over that people will miss like the the simplicity of it almost yeah it's much better it's it's just life just seems a bit more chilled I mean obviously there's a lot going on out there but mm. when you're at home it's just a bit peaceful isn't it yeah definitely it um, really is but you have been working on a new product haven't you which you're talking yeah, just about today we've um been working on that for a while actually but it took us ages to get um the town up and running because obviously we had to strip back all the ingredients but yeah so can you explain a bit about what it is yeah. and why why this is a different kind of, of fake town yeah, so I, I've gone through um, a few rounds of IVF and when you do IVF, you basically want to try and do anything to make it work. So I stripped back all my products and because everything's got toxins and parabens and stuff that I've never really cared about before. Um, but once you start looking into it, you realise you actually put in a hell of a lot of shit in your body. Um, so I thought, strip everything back. So try everything possible so I can I can say I've literally tried everything. Mm. But I find a tan, so it was just pasty. And there's nothing worse when you feel crap. And obviously the weather was crap before lockdown. So it was just, I just thought, do you know what? I need to find something that we can do. And um, so I approached Rose and Caramel and they worked their magic. And we have a special little tan, which I have a little bottle of here. Oh, that's oh, awesome. So it, so it would apply in any way that like a normal tan would. And it just oh, yeah. contains way less chemicals and things that the normal a normal tanning thing would yeah it's got no chemicals in it um it's all organic so it's vegan friendly um i know certain people are funny about how certain chemicals are made and whatever but yeah it's it's just good for everything i'm not good at it on at the minute which i should have it on but i've just literally <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask you is it sort of a known fact that a certain chemical in um fake tan actually can affect your fertility um, do, do you well, know by any chance? I suppose, so we don't say that it affects it, but toxins and parabens going into your skin can make you like all kinds of problems. Yeah. Um, not necessarily bad problems, but it's obviously healthier to put stuff on your skin that doesn't have any any chem any chemicals in it. Yeah. So that's we've just tried to strip it back because a lot of people like myself that are trying to have babies want to try and avoid everything that could jeopardise it. So we're not saying that it, that normal false sound will jeopardise your fertility, but at least ours, we can certainly say it definitely doesn't affect anything. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. When people are going through IVF, um, from what I know from, from well, one friend in particular that's done it, you do basically want to 
completely transform your diet. You want to kind of look at every aspect of your life to make sure that your body is at peak efficiency, really, don't you? Yeah. And you go a bit like people are trying to conceive go a bit crazy. It's just anything that might help your chances, you will try. I must be on about 19 supplements a day. work, <laughs> but I'm happy to give it a try. So how how many how many rounds have you been through, if you don't mind me asking? Two rounds so far, and we're hoping to start the third when lockdown finishes. So okay. how do you feel about that? Um, how are you feeling? Well, when the second round failed, I was having a bit of a breakdown about it. But now I've got a plan in place. I'm not so bothered. We've got a fridge load of injections downstairs. And then next to it, we've also got a fridge full of gin. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> what do I go to today? <laughs> so it's like, we, we're ready to start. We can start now. The, the clinic have said that priority um, patients can start now. And I'm classed as a priority because my head count's so low. Right. Which means I could hit menopause within months and as soon as that hits then it's too late for me to do it um but i just i just want to piss up after lockdown <laughs> i can oh. completely understand that so have you sort of cut out all alcohol and stuff like that as from your diet and stuff i did until lockdown happened but that's that's the thing i want to be in top um health when i start again hmm. um, so I'm not ready to start yet. I'm, I need like a month of complete detox because there's no point in me having this healthy tan and <laughs> just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, that is actually a very good point, Rian, yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit hypocritical, really, but I, I intend to completely go back on strict diet and everything like that. Well, I guess that's the point, isn't it? Because you didn't, you weren't to know, well, because of lockdown happening, you, I guess you don't know when you're going to be able to go back to the hospital to do it. So it kind of, I can completely understand that. So it was just standstill. And, but yeah, gin's always better in lockdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I've actually had to, like, I'm basically having like dry weeks now because I was finding I was drinking way more than I normally was. It's weird, isn't it? There's just yeah, something about down. it. I'm like, but that's I what, just like, what I mean. Some people have just found like, yeah, yeah, why would I bother drinking? But I just found like I was having Zoom calls with my friends, and and suddenly I'd have drunk a bottle and a half of wine, and I'd be like, oh my <laughs> god, I don't even even realise I'd done it, you know? <laughs> like, well, hangovers. Like I've done a few Zoom calls with friends. More, I've spoke to friends more now than I would have <laughs> spoke to them in real life. Yeah, definitely. Calls. And I've been hung over the day after because I've just smashed through a bottle of wine and not even realised. Yeah. That's the thing, because I think I had a few, I don't know if you've been on house party, I had a few house, house party sessions and I was drinking wine. I was like, next week the next glass is gone. And then I'm pouring another wine. I didn't really, I've never drunk that much wine before, ever. <laughs> oh, isn't it? I think it's, it's just something, there's something about being in your house and just feeling kind of comfortable. I don't know, that's kind of where I think yes, it comes from. I like, agree. You're not, you're not going to a bar to pay for it. It's just available in the fridge. <laughs> you're still chatting with your friends. I don't know, it's a bit of a weird time, isn't it? Yeah, and in supermarkets, everything seems to be on offer. <laughs> Which is dangerous. It's like, keep drinking. <laughs> um, we, uh, we've also noticed that you are going to be uh, involved in a new uh, documentary. Yeah coming up what can you tell us about that so we filmed that not that long ago and it was due to come out in november um so i was mentally preparing myself for november because i'm i'm just a bit nervous about being back on tv um because i seem to get a lot of stick for being a page three girl people just can't seem to get the head round that i still like model my underwear and get my 
bra out on Instagram. People are so shocked by this. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's just something in society or you, you specifically or? Um, I'm hoping it's not just me specifically. It makes me feel better that other people might get sick as well. But um, it's sometimes I end up on like the Daily Mail and stuff like that. And I think it, this isn't news. I've got my boobs out for the last 12 years of my life. <laughs> but this is the thing. I think even me going on Love Island, people are like, oh my God, she's this and that. And people just judge either way, you know. I think that's what it is. And sometimes see the press and the stickers, people interested in your life, people interested in you. To so see it as a positive. I know, I try and see it as a positive, but I just wish people would understand that's my job now. People keep going, she's desperate, she's getting her boobs out. No, I've literally done this for 12 years now. If I was desperate, then I, I would have probably done for, gone further, but I haven't. <laughs> yeah, you haven't needed to. Yeah. Um, but but in, So in this documentary, you're talking about your time as a page three girl, is that yeah, the case? So basically the 50 years of page three this year, and they've interviewed a few page three girls. Um, so they've had me on it, and it's basically the highs and lows of page three. But because obviously no one's filming anything, it's been brought forward and it's on next week. <laughs> so yeah, so you're a bit nervous then, are you? A bit nervous, yeah, because when, when we was filming, we, again, was on the wine, so I'm, I'm just nervous about this. <sighs> And I definitely cried in it, so it's very dramatic. <laughs> right. Okay. No, but then I think that's a good thing because people think that you know, from an outsider, they see they just give you stick online. They don't see how it actually emotionally affects you. So the fact that this program is going to be shown the other side of it, you know, it is emotional. You do it is an emotional roller coaster. So I think it actually might, people might look at you in a different way maybe after. I think maybe you never know how these things are going to show. And I did a topless shoot for the program. So probably my boobs gonna be all over Channel Four at nine o'clock. <laughs> it's gonna go one way or the other for me. <laughs> so what? If you've got nice boobs, all I say is get it out because you know how many girls have insecurities about their breasts and you know do they sit in right? Do they look right? If you're comfortable with them, just get them out. That's what. Well, that's actually in the trailer. That's what, when they're gonna show the trailer. She showed it me today, and I'm basically there like my mum said. If you want to get them out, just get them out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Do you have any? Do you have any regrets about that time? Doing um, it? Yes, I have a few regrets. Um, like obviously the whole Vernon case scandal. That's literally well. That's what I, that's what I cry about in the documentary. Actually, um, it's yeah. That was a massive regret. And, of course. And if I had a daughter now, I probably wouldn't let her get into page three. Weirdly. Right. Yeah. But I'm past the point of no return now. My boobs are all over the internet, so. Just got to embrace it, haven't I? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, go on, Jenna. I was going to say, at the end of the day, if you didn't know the effects of maybe doing pastry modelling, you, you know, if your daughter was like, Mum, this is what I want to do, you probably would have been okay with that. Because now you see the effects of it and you, you emotionally feel the effects of it, you don't want your daughter to go through that. So it's completely understandable. Yeah, it's not, it's not really the effects of it. Like five or six years ago, when pastry was like the thing, loads of grammar girls wanted to be page three girls um that it was great because there was only 10 of us and people don't know that for the sun they just think it was a different girl every every day oh wow mm -hmm. 10 girls and it was like an elite team of models um and to get into that someone had to be dropped so it was a constant cycle and if you stayed another year you was like winning in the page three world so back then it was great but then social media appeared twitter appeared everyone was getting the boobs out everyone's a glamour girl and the industry just folded on itself because we were no longer getting offers to get paid for jobs because everyone was getting the boobs out on the internet for free. Yes. So it literally did a full cycle. So ten years like ten years ago, if if I had a daughter and she said, 
I could do pastry then maybe yeah but times have changed now it's just a bit old-fashioned and so many people hate it like well it doesn't even exist anymore does it in the in it's ban the nipple yeah (laughs) would you do you think that's a good thing um now yeah I think it's just outdated and everything's just gone a bit PC mad hasn't it so it would never sit in society anymore but back then I don't think it's fair for the girls to get um, get abuse now for career choices that they made back then. It was it was a completely different time. Exactly, yeah, yeah I completely understand Agreed. that. And obviously, um, I mean, I've been getting loads of DMs from OnlyFans. So, what's your views on that? I mean, even the OnlyFans Instagram DMs, you was like, "What do you think about this?" And I was like, ah. <laughs> "I'm on OnlyFans." Hello. Well, I'm on OnlyFans. I have an OnlyFans account. Do you? What's your view on it? How does it work? Because I'm so interested in this. So it's it's like an Instagram account, but obviously people pay to subscribe. So I charge, I think it's $14 a month and people get exclusive content. Um, yeah. Just on my, and I try and speak to people, not the weirdos, I ignore those. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that what people, I would have thought that that's kind of what OnlyFans is for. It's more for people, I don't know. Are you, are you treating it differently to that? It's... I do speak to a few of the people because I mean obviously people do join to interact with me which is part of the experience and then on my wall I post like pictures a bit like my Instagram but more of them mm-hmm. yeah. and obviously topless pictures I don't do any further than that a lot of people go crazy yeah people <laughs> stuff, people go insane I'm like what how do I do that yeah. <laughs> but um it, it's crazy like the amount of people that are on OnlyFans now, it's bizarre. Like, even Kerry Katona's on it now. Is she? Well, she's on it now, and she's well, like, uh, doing everything, apparently. Oh. <sighs> I, I mean, I don't quote me on that, because I don't know for definite, but she's definitely getting her boobs out. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a way for people to make money, and if, and if you're confident enough to do it, then, then why not take the money from the people that are willing to pay for it i think that's i've sat, um, sat down with my mom and my dad and my friends and been like look are you ashamed of me for doing this and all of them have said like my boobs are all over the internet it, 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 there's no going back on that now so i'm not doing anything different yeah so, do you think there might may come a time when you'll stop um i've said like two three years ago that i would stop but here I am. Not yet. <laughs> Do you know what? While you're looking amazing, well, I'm sure you look amazing to, you know, forever, but you know, while you look amazing, you're confident, just get them out, honestly. And do you know what I think as well? <laughs> I mean, I'd like them that big as well. But you know, <laughs> you know, when you think about it, like men get their boobs out, men get their nipples out. Why is it that women's boobs and nipples are so considered so different to men? I can't get my head around that, and I don't think I ever will. Well, it's it's one of those questions, isn't it? I I don't know. I I don't know whether because women are seen as more of a sexual object with their top off, and men are just yeah. like men just tits on a beach. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relevant pair of nipples that don't. Do yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what the. It's bizarre. It Although is bizarre. I, say, I can't sunbathe topless on a public beach. You can't. No, that's weird, isn't it? As in legally, or you just wouldn't no, want to. I'm so uncomfortable. 
that is weird. That is interesting. Do you know what? Probably because my I'm just, well, I'm trying to suss it all out. I'm like maybe because you know when like you do you just sort of like behind a camera and then to have people like live looking at them, it's a bit more like invasive. I think maybe. I don't know whether because I see like loads of beautiful women on beaches and stuff with little boobs walking around, and I think they look great. Whereas mine are overly large, um, and they're not they're natural, so they obviously just a bit in your face bouncy when I, if I, if I just walk on the beach I feel like people will be like oh my god maybe I can see I can see what you mean and yeah I mean the couple of times I've been on like when I've been in Spain and stuff and there have been topless women I can I mean I'm gay I don't care but like you do notice I mean you can't not notice right so I don't know. a little pair of boobs walk along the beach you just think oh but if you, I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> bouncing down the beach. I'd be, so, I just can't do it. I've never been able to do it. Well, that is strange. In- interesting, but one of those <laughs> mental things which just is yeah. the way it is. I guess. Yeah, out for like national newspapers and stuff. Really cool, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, Rian, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Really thank appreciate you. it. What's what's the name of the um of the 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 fake town again? Um, it's Clarity by Rose and Caramel. Great, and uh, and the documentary will be on next week. Next Thursday. Ooh, well, oh, we'll be tuning in on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably be- probably best for the immediate aftermath, but you can go straight back on it. <laughs> yeah. And good luck with your IVF treatment as well. Yeah, you yeah, guys good the luck. Best. Thanks. Thank you so much, Ian. Nice to speak to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, bless. She's amazing. Yeah, nice to hear her be so honest as well. I know she's um, she's she's been through a lot in her in her career so yeah interesting interesting to hear from agreed them. agreed so we've got a next guest jamie it's, it's leng leng lang it's Stephen, leng. I, think, I believe it's leng like my surname leng. But, uh, hello hi. jamie hi guys how are you really good, good. How, how are you, you doing my girlfriend is using the um the next door room so i can't she's doing a live oh, oh, oh well, yeah this is this so is life I, now jamie i can't get in there really <laughs> frustrating I actually believe I saw time. I saw this bedroom on this morning the other day when you were on with Spencer. Is that I, you I, was it, I wasn't on this bed, I was in the other room, but then Ruth <laughs> called, uh, thought I was Spencer. Yes, I, <laughs> I also was, noticed no. that. I, I, think, I think she only got confused because she, she was just getting the names confused in her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I think yeah, she does really know cool. who you are. <laughs> That's my biggest fear, I think, getting someone's name wrong. Even saying your last name. Steve, ah, Stephen was saying that you say your last name the same as his last name. Yeah, right? so I'm, I'm Stephen Leng, but L-E-N-G. Yeah. And actually yeah. yours is Leng too, but just L-A-I-N-G. That's exactly it. Mine's, mine's Scottish, so I have sort of Scottish Same. roots. So, yeah, yeah well, we're we probably go. related. So, we're probably related, Jamie. We're related 100%. <laughs> and so, I've always kind of said, everyone's always said Lang, so I've just left it. <laughs> it is, it's a constant source of irritation to me because I have an E in my name and people still call me Lang. It's just the way I think it's just people <laughs> Guys, just don't get it. You're complaining about <laughs> your last names. Have you seen mine? Oh, yeah, fair one. Mine is like the longest thing in the world, like Shimonides, and people say chimpanzee, chimbondies. I give up. I, I, I would say, I would say, I would say if I saw it for the first time, I would say Chimonides, Chimonides. I'd say Chimonides. Chimonides. Yeah, okay, that's not too bad. It's Chimonides. Is that that's not too bad? bad. 
Yeah, so don't complain about yours, but mine is literally the longest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Okay, you win. Fine, you win. You win. You win best surname. You win the name off. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, so Jamie, tell us a bit about this uh, this work you've been doing with Spencer. Yeah, so uh, my buddy Spencer, so I've known Spenny for about uh, 16 very long years with him. Wow, he is an odd human. Um, and we are very close friends, very good buddies. We've been in lockdown, obviously, so we couldn't contact anyone, uh, be in contact with anyone unless you were already with them. And I've always had this kind of idea that are we separated by six degrees of separation? We always hear these kind of things. And so I decided to pitch this concept uh, for a podcast to decide whether we can connect to people in six calls or less. Are we separated by six calls? Can we talk to a friend who then puts in touch with a friend who puts in touch with them, puts in touch with a friend? Because firstly, I, uh, I quite like meeting famous people. I think famous people are hilarious because uh, <laughs> famous people think they are so important, which I think is so funny as well, <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to test this theory out. And then secondly, Spencer is the total opposite. Spencer really doesn't like people. His only friends in the world are his wife, his son, and me. And so we kind of decided that perhaps he needs more friends as well. So we just put it to the test. So we created a podcast, which is called Six Degrees from Jamie and Spencer. And we try and contact people that we would never meet in real life. So whether that's Neil Armstrong or Ricky Gervais or Idris Elba or whoever it may be, and we come up with different people and we try and get in touch with them via friends and there are rules as well so we can't dm them we have to has to be organic and all these kind of things and so far it's been pretty hilarious and have you managed to get everyone you've wanted to so uh the ricky gervais episode finished it's finishing it's coming out this thursday and uh you have to find out if we got ricky um, okay. But it, you know, if we don't get them, it's all about the journey. So that's <laughs> it's always all about the journey, not the destination. That's what yeah, that's a good yeah. way to be. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did Spencer think that? Is it Tom Hardy that copied his style or something? <laughs> Spencer's convinced that Tom Hardy copies his style, so he thinks that Tom Hardy got a motorbike because he has a motorbike. He believes that he shaved his head. Uh, Tom Hardy shaved his head because Spencer shaved his head. He's convinced that. And Spencer is so, such a sociopath that he actually <laughs> believes it's true, which is hilarious. I have to say my one interview, uh, my one time when I interviewed uh, Spencer was to do with Made in Chelsea. And I'll agree with you on the sociopath. Yeah, you hated him as well. I know, it's terrible. I found him, that was a difficult interview. That was a really difficult chat. And yeah, I, I, we were supposed to have about 20 minutes. By five, it was over. And I was like, thank God for that, because I don't think I can do any longer. <laughs> do you know what? I, I, um, he's one of these people that is very unique. He's very driven. He's very kind of, um, he's just unique. But he, he's, he's got a heart of gold and he will do anything for people that he loves. So fortunately, he, he loves me as he does. Uh, he helps me out. He loves his wife. Like I said, that's the only people he looks after. That's as so much love as he's got loves. to give in his heart. <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> how, have you, how have you been finding lockdown, Jamie? Uh, do you know what? It's been, it's been totally, it's been up and down um, like everyone has been. Uh, you know, I'm very good and, and I like a lot of, I like human contact. I like seeing people and being around people like we all do, you know, we're kind of these tribal creatures. Mm. And, um, and so that was kind of tricky. I've nearly, uh, my girlfriend and I have nearly broken up about 400 times. We nearly <laughs> broke up over Tupperware. Over Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. 
Explain, please. Oh, Explain. Shit. Stop putting stuff in Tupperware. Do eat it. Stop putting it in Tupperware. What are you doing? What what's leftovers? It? Leftovers. That's what you put. That's what. You put. No, I hate Tupperware. Get it away from me. Stop Tupperware. And then why <laughs> are there? Why is there like brown marks on the towel? And she's told me it's, it's definitely fake towel. I'm like, well, why is it on the towel? Why is it on the towel? I don't know. It comes like, out of the wash. No, it doesn't. It doesn't come out of the wash. It stays on. It doesn't. It well, doesn't. Just one, well, with my dad, I've just got to the point now. I'm like, Dad, just don't speak to me. He's like, what? And I'm like, just not communicate. Because when we communicate, we argue. So we might as well just not speak. Yeah. That's when you is have that, to learn sign language. So you can't. You just have to sign to each other. So it's is, fine. Is that the solution then, Jamie? You're just going to try not speaking to, to uh, Try not speaking or breaking up. I don't know which one of them. <laughs> I think breaking up is harder. Breaking up was more complicated, so we decided not to speak. Look, um, we've, do, we've done okay, you know what I mean? And we were super lucky. I, uh, I went into sort of alert mode before uh, all of this lockdown thing happened and said, we're going to go into lockdown. Let's go to the countryside. My mum lives in the countryside. So we were pretty lucky. So we had beautiful countryside, lovely greenness, and walking in fields and things like that. So we're a lot luckier than most. Um, and it, uh, do you know what? I think with all of us, I think we all work pretty hard and actually when you stop you realize that you probably needed to stop and i think i definitely needed to stop for a bit and rest mm -hmm. and relax and things like that and we probably all felt that um so it was quite nice to to, to learn how to meditate because there was nothing much else to do and <laughs> yeah how are you get doing it? that how are you finding it is it any good or is it just like one of the things that says oh i'm boring meditating boring as, boring as hell sitting with your own thoughts for 10 minutes what are you talking about <laughs> are you mad no thank you <laughs> no Wait, don't leave me with my own thoughts. That's crazy of you. Um, uh, no, but it, it was kind of okay. And I was exactly one of those people. I said, I'm going to treat this like prison. I'm going to learn a language and get really stacked and really ripped. And that's what I did not do. I did nothing of that. So I didn't learn a language and I just put a lot of weight. So that was oh, same, same. I mean, I'm glad I, mean, I think Steven went for one run. Did you go for one run, Steven? No, I went for two runs. I went for two runs. Yeah, that was. Uh, and how were the runs? Were the runs all right? Absolutely awful. And all I wanted to do was get home and crack open the beer that I had in my fridge. So you know. I thought you said crack open the crack. I thought that was no, no. Well, that's, that's a whole different story, which I'm not prepared to talk about publicly. <laughs> um, I, no. I decided. I decided one day to. I thought, right, I'm going to go and do a marathon. So I was like, well, I'll just go and do a marathon. Turns out, marathon is pretty hard to do i did not Woo! it was a long Without way practice, yeah thought i could thought i could do it turns out it's really hard no it's no really hard. Are, you, are you planning on coming back to london anytime soon then so i'm now back in london so you i came yeah so i came back to london a week and a half ago or something like that um and it was quite weird coming back because and then you meet everyone and you have to do that weird like oh hello hello <laughs> yeah oh, oh hello there's not much to talk about because we've all done nothing so hello <laughs> um so we've all had that kind of awkward moments but apart from that it's been all right well, good. Glad to hear oh, that. Amazing. And obviously, yeah, yeah. Strictly didn't happen for you. Um, was it last? It was last year, wasn't last it? Year. Yeah. It was last year. Do I had you. you I had you as my favourite to win, Jamie. I was fuming. Stephen, listen. I was Billy Elliot. I would have freaking won that. I, I know I you would. That. I know you would. And the public would have loved that. you because you're funny. I'm telling you now. That. I had that, and someone freaking snapped my ligament. <laughs> That's is the most. Why did it happen? How did you do it? What? It's it's sort of it's it's very it's very boring, but basically you have you have something called the plantar fascia ligament, which is the ligament that runs in the foot, and it can get you can get something called 
uh, plantar fasciitis, which is where it inflames. And, and to tell you a little secret, the reason why I got it is because I bought on Amazon these little things called lifts. They give you a little bit more height in the old shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't buy those. Terrible things. <laughs> so basically, it means that you're on high heels all the time. So the muscle in your legs oh, become shit. weak. And it just, yeah, basically totally screwed up my foot. So anyway, you get plantar fasciitis, which is like the vein ligament in my, my uh, right foot. And it's pretty sore. It's weirdly called actually policeman's foot because policemen get it because they walk around a lot. Anyway, okay. um, it, it was, so I got a cortisone injection put in my foot because they said, look, you're going to have to put these insoles in and la yada yada And I said, just give me anything that will cure it. They said, we can cortisone inject. And I said, let's do that. Um, bad idea because that just numbs the pain. So you just don't feel anything. So I was then dancing on it for about three weeks without realizing, having no clue that it was hurt. On the night of the very first show, when I honestly thought I was Billy Elliot, I was like, this, it's my <laughs> dream. To be here I this is go. my time. I'm going, I'm going to win and I'm going to be the UK sweetheart. This is going to be, it's written in the stars. And I did this amazing thing where you went to pop up from the ground. And as I popped up from the ground, it just, I felt it snap and it was like searing pain. And being British, you just continue on. So I just, oh my God, I have to dance on. Um, but yeah, it had snapped, and it's just one of those injuries that's pretty hard to, to, to go straight back on. Yeah. And has Annoying it recovered now? Has it recovered now? It's, it's, much, it's much better now. It's still, it's still not there, because I, I went to about four other sort of physios to try and get the right physio to say, it'll be okay, it'll be fine. And everyone just said, look, this is seven months. Yeah, it's just no way. And I said, just give me anything. Let's make it happen. Um, and... Uh, it's better now. It's much better now. It was sore for about for, so for about five months. I couldn't really do do much, which was it's, yeah. You feel for people who are athletes, actual athletes or actual dancers. All these people who get injured, it must really suck. Yeah. yeah. So what about the next series then? Is it happening? Do you know what? Are they, they in touch? Are they in touch? I, they in touch? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, JD, sure. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, but if they, if, if they were, to, it's one of those shows that everyone would love to do it because it is honestly an insane experience. So if I was asked to do it again, I would love to do it again. Okay, got it. I think you are <laughs> going to be doing it. You've got such a bad poker face. <laughs> what? That's true. If I was asked to do it again, I would love to do it again. I just don't know if I'm going to be asked. Yes. <laughs> I, I think, to be honest, they don't even know if the show's definitely happening at the moment. I, do yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea what, I have no idea if it's going on or anything like that. Yeah. But it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Okay, Jamie. Well, thanks so much for speaking to us today. Thank really appreciate you. it as ever. Are you, you kidding me, guys? Thank you so much. You are a light, a light in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Keep that running up. Go running. Go for your third run, I dare you. Yes, Stephen, let's do it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. It, guys. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Um, I 100% think he's doing Strictly, don't you? Yeah, because you, when you say, have they been in contact? I don't know. Obviously, he was like, on your phone. Uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. You know if someone's been in contact because you're on your phone. Yeah, surely your agent would tell you. Uh, but who knows? Yeah. Hey, they won't. They won't. They won't like sort of risk losing him anyway. They'll definitely get him back. He's gonna. He's gonna win it. We just yeah. know. He's he's a good egg. So uh, unless you're yeah. on it, Stephen. I'm not a Billy Elliot though. Sadly, I'm more of a flat-footed elephant. No, you'll be surprised when you get the ribbon going. You've got the right teacher. You're gonna be going full swing. Murder the ribbon what was that? Oh yeah, the same murder on the dance floor. So, yeah, so what are your plans for the next week? Are you going to take up running, like Jamie said to, run for no. the third time? No, can't be asked. 
Um, but what I am probably going to do is, uh, <laughs> um, oh, actually, I'll tell you what I am going to do. I am going to start reading this, which... Uh, why oh, I'm no longer talking. Is that why I'm no called? longer talking to white people about race. Oh, oh, because it's got that, right. Yeah, you can't see it because it's in the white. Um, so I actually got that delivered today. I'm going to start reading that because I've been really inspired by all of the Black Lives Matter movement and I kind of want to do some learning, some teaching myself about the Definitely. issues. There's a film called um, 13th or 13, mm, which Netflix. is supposedly meant to, yeah, meant to be really, really good at um, educating yourself. So I'm yet to watch that. I know that um, uh, Katie's watched it, so she said it's really, really good. So I, maybe I should um, watch that as well because I think... Again, it's one of them ones we just don't want people to forget what's going on. We all still need to continue to Keep do up our the part. Auntie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just so actually the you know the biggest change happened. So I think a few things are happening now, um, which is good. So obviously um, the police officers that were at the scene and also the police officer that um, kneeled on well killed George yeah, Floyd. Yeah, killed he him. is going. Well, they're all sentenced now, which is amazing. And um, I think there was a, an image or a video of one of the a police officers actually pushing over an old man. He cracked his head open, yeah, yeah, left yeah. him there. They've also lost their jobs, I think, too. Um, there's definitely so. there's definitely a sea change. I think there's a change in in the way people are thinking about policing and the way they, uh, especially in America, uh, but also here, um, yeah. you know, about the way police work. And and I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen. So I want to do some more learn, teaching myself about how I can help change the system in which I am a part of the problem. So um, I'm, I'm, that's how, that's the cheery end to the show that I, um, Love that. <laughs> until next time, bye. See you later guys. <laughs>